Welcome to the Faith the Facts podcast, a podcast where no topic is off limits. Everything is on the table. My name is Clint Gentry, and I am joined by Paxton James. We have faith, we have facts, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number seven of the Faith the Facts podcast. So in today's episode, we have our very first special guest appearance and fellow church member, uh, wonderful friend, wonderful brother in Christ, and Colin Marcia. Say hi, Colin. Hello. All right. So Colin is our very first uh, special guest. You should feel very honored and privileged uh, to get to use the third mic that we have purchased. So uh, with that being said, though, I am going to go ahead and get into weather. Uh, so to this week's weather forecast for the week is going to be really nice. Like I have nothing really to add to that. It's going to be very pretty. The temperatures are going to be nice. I know Colin, uh, he's probably going to say this in a second, but he likes to hike. He's probably going to enjoy the weather this week. Um but, yeah, you're talking about temps in the mid to upper 70s. I think next weekend it's supposed to be pretty cold. Like next Friday and Saturday you're talking about maybe a frost already. So, yeah, that's all so I got for weather with Clint today. Moms. Do what? I'm going to have to cover up my moms. Yeah, you're going to have to cover up your moms. So um, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, any, uh, any comments on uh, Hurricane Ian? Uh, so yeah, Hurricane Ian was, that's a good point. Thank you. Uh, Hurricane Ian was a devastating storm. It was a high category five, almost, or high category four, almost a cat five storm that was just super large. And it, the, the part that made it so bad was it was so big, you know, it was so big and it moved so slow, uh, over the state of Florida caused a lot of rain. Our vacation spot got hit. Uh, so we're praying for the people in Santa Bell and Fort Myer area. Also, you know, you can go to SantaBellCommunityChurch.com. I bet they have a, a hurricane relief fund already there set up for their church. I know our church is going to try to help maybe raise some money for them. Uh, so be in prayer for them. And then the weird thing about the storm was it got off the state of Florida and actually fired back up into a Category 1 hurricane and came back inland. So, uh, yeah, really tough beast of a storm there. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, pray for those people in Santa Bell and Fort Myers as they look to recover from a pretty devastating storm. So that is your weather update with Clint. Humidity, Henny? Uh, not this week. Okay, good. Good deal. It's been nice out. It's been like perfect. It's been very nice. All right. So special guest, Colin Marcia. Tell us about yourself. All right. So uh, I'm a native of Muhlenberg County. Uh, if you don't know where that is, you're not alone. Methenburg. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I moved to Murray probably about five, six years ago. I got my Bachelor of Arts in English Literature with a minor in education. Uh, if I'm not here at church, I'm usually either at the lake taking a hike or I'm taking a nap. Nice, nice. Good intro. Happy poo in yes. Betty by land. Yes. All right, so I'm just going <laughs> to... All right, so I'm just going to ask you uh, I'm just going to ask you some questions about some of the stuff that you just talked about. All right. Um, so you said you have what was your degree again? Uh, Bachelor of Arts in English Literature. Okay, so they just let anyone work at the Murray Bank? Yeah. Okay, pretty much. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> 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 I'm just messing with you. All right, so you like to go out in the woods and hike, like Clint said. You like going hiking, like LBL stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know who else hid in the woods a lot? Do what? Do you know who else hid in the woods a lot? Who? The Unabomber. You know, I have that 
uh, acclamation to True Crime Podcast. So watch your back tonight. <laughs> Touche. Well yeah, done. For real. That was a good one. All right. So, uh, so you have an English degree. You're working at a bank. What do you actually want to do when you grow up? <laughs> I'm gonna be just like Papa Clint. Oh, just, just like Papa, Papa Clint. Clint. <laughs> all right, all right. So, um, oh, so Clint said you're big into Marvel comics. Yeah. Uh huh. Have you always been a big dork? Yeah. <laughs> it runs in the family. Uh, you also are into martial arts, which you did not mention, right? You're into martial yeah, arts. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. So, have you always wanted to be in the WWE <laughs> when you grow up, or? <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> That's the point. He's just silent. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of She-Hulk? What do you think of She-Hulk? Uh, she is a Mary Sue character. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Did you uh, see her twerk, though? I did not actually watch the show because I have no desire. So, so you don't like She-Hulk? No. All right. Did you like Loki? Didn't watch Loki either. Okay. All right. Well, that ruined my last question, but all right, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no, I'm just being a jerk. Those are uh, we, we came up with some questions yeah. for you, yeah. but uh, but and yeah, you responded so wonderfully. You did. It you took great. those like great. a champ. That was the only really one good. you had no response to was the, the WWE. WWE. <laughs> yeah, yes. you know, yeah. but everything else you responded to, great. But the whole point is to make you like yes and no. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, I'm not a big jerk. We came up with these a couple weeks. We ago. actually found out in the last episode that Paxton is a big I jerk. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, have you actually listened to the last episode, did Colin? You listen to it? I did not. He has well, yet to listen had, to our co- podcast, and he is our first guest. There's something wrong with that. That is bad. So I had somebody come up to me. I think I've had like three or four people come up to me at church, and they're like, hey, Paxton. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, I listen to the podcast, and they just stare at me. You're I'm a like, bully. I'm like, I'm sorry. Talking about bully then, yeah, Tori was like, you're a bully. And I was like, who said that? I'm Tori. Tori. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't she, mean to be. Look, she wants, she'll probably be on the show at some point. Yeah. So she can talk about her writings. Yeah, I've looked at her page. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah her blog is really, really good. good. So Tori, if you listen to this, which I'm sure you maybe will, because Colin's on here, and we just made fun of him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no if you listen to this episode, Tori, we will, we will be definitely having you on. On uh, at some point, so no, uh, I I am not a jerk. I love Colin. Yeah, I just we all have Colin. some fun. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and go to my segment real go quick, and we'll knock that out. That way, we can get straight into Colin's content. So I'm gonna do a joke of the day today. Do you remember what my last Marvel joke was, Clint? I do not. Um, do you remember about uh, if Mark Ruffalo did not shave for a little oh, while? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. Mark Scruffalo. Mark well, Scruffalo. Actually, the Hulk didn't shave long. <laughs> yeah. So today, which Avenger is always in a hurry? I don't know. Colin, do you know? Got any no idea? idea? Black Widow. She's Russian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks. I, the, the clap is now like a great sounding effect yes, in the background is. after everything you do. <laughs> so the clap will make it into the episode at least one time per. Sounds like Because <laughs> it sounds really good in the background. Like It just sounds like I added a f- special effect to it. <laughs> like so. so anyway, uh, we're glad that you were able to take Paxton's funny you know, proddings at you. So, uh, but in today's episode, what Paxton and I are going to be doing, uh, with our first special guest, and we're going to be taking him through the gauntlet today. No, I'm just kidding. It's really not that bad. Uh, but Colin, as we said in the Marvel episode, we had, we talked about Colin a lot and we talked about the fact that he had some issues, some pretty major issues with Marvel, uh, DC comic book world in general. And he's going to tell you a little bit about those issues. Um, but, and that, that's kind of going to be the, idea of the episode today uh so without further ado colin let's get into it all right all right you ready for this 
Let's go. I'm just kidding. You did like four pages worth of notes here. So, uh, but anyway, so what I did was I went through your notes. And, and Paxton's going to chime in because Paxton failed to do his homework. Um, <laughs> actually, it's not his fault. <laughs> it is your fault that you failed to tell me about the notes till today. Hey, this just makes it even playing field. It does. <laughs> it makes <laughs> it more true. even. But he's quick-witted, so he'll be able to really – he'll be really able to, you know, get on it. But And he I mean, already kind of brought up – rebuttal him, feel free to. Uh, he probably will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look, we, you should listen to the first episode. We go at it pretty hard. And then also the pay-to-play or whatever pay-to-play, the, the Rams <laughs> – the super the one where we argued like the oh, win now yeah, versus the win Bill, now. So, yeah yeah we yeah. we argued pretty good in that one but anyway um the in in your notes column the first thing that stuck out to me and I just kind of highlighted things that stuck out and made comments on them and that is the problem and I quote here all right I'm quoting you the problem that I see in Marvel is this our heroes are not heroes anymore so let me ask you this question is thor not a hero explain can I ask you a question first? Yes, sir. How do you define hero? So here's my here's my thing. That's a good question. All right. So I would agree with you because I think I don't know if you put this in the actual in your notes, but I don't remember seeing it. But you made it clear that you didn't like the last Thor movie. And I think we went to watch it together. Yeah, we did. You and I would agree with you. I I, I didn't like the movie either. I thought it was it thought it was very poor compared to you know. Um, Oh, Ragnarok, I thought they took a far step backwards. Ragnarok was like probably one of my favorite yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah. Like this one, honestly, to me, was worse than even Thor Dark World. I thought Dark World was better than this new one. I did not enjoy the new one. The funniest part for me was the two screaming goats. Because which, you were a child. Because I'm a child, and Colin will bring that up later. Uh, but my issue here is, I agree with you, I didn't like the last Thor movie. But think about it. He was trying to save the children... Of Asgard, right? Seems pretty heroic. Like, I think where I get tripped up with you is you want heroes to be motivational figures. I don't want heroes. I don't have to have heroes to be motivational figures. I just need to do them to do heroic things. And they did. He saved the children of Asgard. That's a good point. So... A lot of times whenever we have comics and characters that are based off comics and movies, you want to have them do heroic things. That is a right. very fair, parent, fair, fair point. But at the same time, too, those heroics have to stand for something. I mean, that's the very nature of comic books in general. They are always based on establishing some kind of theme that they want you to get across. So what kind of hero is Thor turning out to be? I mean, he's a goofball. He is a, an adult child. You got anything to add to that? <laughs> uh, I think I've mentioned this in our episode. He he peaked in Ragnarok, and so, so did, did Hulk. So did Hulk. Yeah, Hulk peaked in Ragnarok too. But um, yeah, I, I still think Thor's a hero. I still think yeah. he's a hero. I mean, he's definitely like gotten very childish. So I don't, I agree with you there. But that's what makes it kind of fun. Yeah, does it though? It makes the movies fun. It makes the movies dumb. Oh, I mean, makes the movie. It makes it entertaining. It's. Fun. I just I think my, I I kind of agree with Colin there because my. <laughs> We're not starting off good, Paxton. No, my, We're supposed to be semi-debating. Like the, Colin hum, here. the humor, the humor in Ragnarok was really good, but it was it was here and there. It wasn't it just was paced well. Yeah, nonstop. They didn't have a goat screaming twenty-eight times. I just think that I didn't like the goat screaming, to be honest. And so that I thought it was just annoying after like the third time. Exactly. But right. I mean, that's um, that's that's fair. But I think that. Um, yeah, it just got too much. They went like way too much of the like stupid humor. Like I, I and then I, 
yeah, I, you, I already talked about this. You know, I hated the way it ended. The, oh, the way it yeah. Ended, that was awful. Well, and let me, okay, so you brought up the whole child thing, which kind of skips down ahead a little bit in your in your section of notes here. Yeah. So you quote down later on, Thor has become a child, talking about how he can't take the lead for the team, right? He can't do that. And I would agree with that. Like, I, I agree that he can't take the lead. But you said he has become a child. Nothing is really taken seriously. There are there are no more avenues of his character worth exploring. He has nothing left to offer the MCU except fluff and semi-cool fight scenes. I hope he is killed or retired soon. <laughs> Sheesh. Talk about harsh words. Sheesh. Now, I would agree with you that he can't take the lead. Like, his character is not serious enough to take the lead. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, and I'll gladly own up to this, but Thor in the comics always has had, maybe not as immature, maybe he's not been as immature as he is in the movies, but in the comics, he's always had that immature Peter Pan mentality to some degree. Because he always makes these really stupid comments about his strength. He's always been very childishly arrogant, right? Yeah. And untouchable. So I don't think the comics were ever setting him up to be a lead role for that reason, because he's not taken serious enough. But yet, he's still a hero in the comics. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, but like this is going to sound silly, but I'm like watching the Marvel cartoon show, which I think is excellent. Um, they he made he's he kind of acts like a child, and he kind of has that Peter Pan never grow up mentality. So I just wonder. I don't know. I, I still look at him though and think, okay, because then on the flip side, he has moments where he is serious. Like, and when he got to Gore in that movie, he had some pretty serious moments. You know, in Endgame, which I know you actually did like Endgame. Yes. You thought Endgame should have been the cap. But, like, he had some pretty serious moments in that movie, too, like, towards the end. I think the big thing that I have against Thor right now is that they are disservicing his character. You are seeing his character slowly become something that is not like anything we've seen him characterized as before. And his character is completely changed, and we have no longer any kind of relatability to him. That's fair. Even when he was immature in like the first movie, because I'm thinking about the it like was Fat a Thor? To, yeah, a, a total different. Wait, wait, wait. You mean like, like Thor Fat Thor one? or Thor one? No, in Thor one. Like, oh, yeah, really? Okay. In Sorry. Thor one, he like, was pretty immature. Yeah, and childish yeah. In yeah he was immature and childish then, but not to the degree even close. And it was like a different sense of it. Like he was still serious, but he was like immature in a like wanted the throne and the and the fame more right. so than. Just being an idiot, like I don't. But in the first one, I don't know if we can say that. Yeah, I mean, he was childish at times, but in the first one, a lot of it was because he was just ignorant of the culture he was put into. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, like the, that's a fair point. Like, he yeah, was that's a fair point. He yeah. was pushed like it, when he was at Asgard. Still, he was prideful. He wanted the throne. He was childish in that sense. He was just selfish. And then he went off and threw a little temper tantrum when he went and destroyed the, or tried to destroy. Um, help me out here, the ice people or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, um, but when you got thrust to the earth, you gotta think it's like this is gonna this it's like a foreign person leaving their country and coming to another country. They're gonna be ignorant of the culture, right? So then that's very well, well seen when he goes to the diner, drinks the coffee, and like throws the coffee down, and you know. So I don't know if that was necessarily that childish. But also with that though, we have two other movies that and whatever crossovers he was in leading up to that point that we saw him mature and grow, and now yes. we're seeing them revert that process. That is a fair point. That is a good point. So I will I will gladly take that as a, a solid point there because you have you did have an awkward like sense that he was changing, especially when you look at even as bad as Thor 2 was, there was a sense in which his character matured. Yeah. He learned the culture of the world, 
he kind of learned his place in it, and there was some seriousness in the movie. And then taking it further, you look at Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron. He wasn't in Civil War, but in Infinity War, he was not funny at all. No. Like, he was all seriousness. Um, right. And then in Endgame, he, I mean, that that was funny. Like, the Fat Thor yeah. thing was funny. It was but funny, it was, but it also built into his character because right. he lost so much of his family, he lost so much of his friends, and that was how he was coping. Right. And as the, quote-unquote, strongest Avenger, as he would label himself, which he arguably is one of the strongest Avengers, he felt like he failed. He felt like he had the chance to kill Thanos, exactly. and he failed. So his, I don't have a problem with them kind of reverting to the childish behavior in the in-game movie, because they did. They kind of brought that back, yeah. but they did it in a way of his, that's his coping ability. It was natural. So fair point that since then, since in-game, they've kind of reverted back to making Thor stupid, like just a kid. So that's fair. That's a yeah, fair point. That makes sense. Yeah. But you get the hero thing. Like, I don't, like, he still does heroic things. Yes. So it's hard to not label him a hero. Like, Deadpool's I a never, hero. Yeah. So how did you define a hero, Colin? Which, basically the same way that Clint was describing as far as, like, they're doing heroic things, but they also, I want a hero to stand for something, especially whenever you have those kind of contexts of yeah. superhero stories. They're supposed to represent some kind of idea. That's fair. That makes sense. Yeah. And I never denied that Thor wasn't a hero. Well, you know, I mean, Deadpool's a hero. Ish. Well, technically, he's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah, and Thor's not. They're not taking him down that path. They're just turning Thor into a, a idiot, idiot hero. <laughs> <laughs> you said it first, not me. So, um, anything else to add to that? Get that, guys? No. All right. So, moving on, just down your notes here. Um, so you say I love Wandavision. Originally, yeah, it was my favorite Disney Plus show that Marvel had done. In the show, we see a deep exploration of grief and trauma and how that affects our, our morals. In the end, it seems, uh, Wanda has learned her lesson that exploitation and enslavement are not good ways to handle grief and loss. <laughs> Fair enough. Sounds good. How Now she is going to learn from her mistakes and become an even better hero than before, right? Nope. The next time we see her, she is trying to sacrifice a child so that she can get her children from another dimension. So, and I think the next one... I'm gonna go ahead and read what you what you well, said. If you read that stuff. I don't have anything to talk about. Oh, well, that's fair. So, <laughs> um, well, you can you'll build off my comments, obviously, to this. So, the comment that I have here to that that statement there, I want you to explain that a little bit more because I I said I also liked Wandavision, um, at least from the standpoint of well, no, Wandavision was a pretty good show all in all, and I agree with you on everything you said about her. All right, Wanda has. And I've told you this before. Wanda has never been my favorite character, and I think her acting in Doctor Strange Two was just absolutely horrific. Sorry, uh, honestly, it, it was just bad. I mean, I hate to say that. Very know, corny. Writing. It was it very was weird. corny. Writing. Well, and I write and that between her and America Chavez. Yes. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Very, yeah. So I actually wrote that in my notes here that maybe it was a writing issue. But no, all of this is writing issues. That's fair. But the, I mean, the script of the movie was not good. Uh, so when so you tack in that plus the fact that she through a temper tantrum over some kids who didn't exist. I couldn't agree more with you, all right, that that's a problem. So I'd have been totally okay if her character stayed dead, <laughs> like, in the end. Like, I don't want – okay, really? Really? You're going to comment after – you're going to laugh at me after saying you wish Thor would either retire or die. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you got any comments on the whole temper tantrum that Wanda threw there? So let me backtrack just a little that's bit. Fine. Okay. That's fine. That, so, that's you do whatever you want to. 
So the reason why my main issue came up with WandaVision was I thought that WandaVision was great and everything up until the last episode. In the ending, after she had released all those uh, people that she'd enslaved in, I forgot what the name of that town was, like Westboro or something like that. No, that was like Westboro, Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, man. I mean, <laughs> but no. So like after she releases them and everything, there's a line spoken by Monica Rambo, and she yes. basically tells Wanda, she says that they will never understand what you've sacrificed for them. Yeah. Now, if that had been talking about like her losing her husband or her losing her brother or even just risking her own life to fight Thanos or whatnot, like sure, okay, yeah, that's a fair statement. Yeah. But the context that that was said in was giving them pe- those people their autonomy back and their freedom. And uh, that's not sacrifice. Yeah. And then also going after uh, her imaginary husband and children that she had no right to possess to begin with because they weren't there. And then going into the multiverse, as we see in Doctor Strange 2, that whole plot line, those kids are still not hers to possess. I agree. Look, I will agree with you that you can't make a sacrifice for something that doesn't exist. But here's an interesting conversation. So... Y'all, y'all paying attention to this. Do we not do this all the time? Like, I, when I was doing these notes, I was making, I kind of twisted this up and personalized this and came up from a pastor standpoint. Oh so gosh. I pastored your notes here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get done with this now. So do we not do this all the time, right? Do we not use idols in our image, things that are detached from reality, and then claim that they are making sacrifices to justify our bad actions? Exactly. So, like, from a sin point of view, we literally do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So, any thoughts on that? So, should we promo- be promoting well, this no, mindset that's not what I'm saying. on the screen? So, all right. So, all right. All right I do have something to say. So, you're saying, Step in here. That you're saying that Wanda, she's a hero, right? It, it's, it, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. And, and she's, but I don't think she's a hero. Neither do I. I think she's a villain. Yeah. Okay. So that was Scarlet one of my, Witch is a villain. Yes. Right? Yes. She flips back and forth. I know she but, flips back and okay. forth, but if some. I'm with I, you. I'm with Paxton on this. I feel this. like, I, all in all, I feel like she's a villain. We're not going to gang up on you here, but no. one of my notes here, it's funny, it's crazy how we have, are you sure you weren't able to open that document that I sent you? I opened it this afternoon. The the Google Doc one? Yeah. Oh, so you saw my notes. No. Oh, okay, so we're on the same page here. That's interesting. <laughs> I didn't see your notes, but I saw okay. Colin's notes. Yeah. So I'm with Paxton. One thing that I would like to push back on is the idea that Wanda's a hero of the story. Like, she isn't. And the writers made that clear. And here's the thing about it, Paxton. Here's to further your point. Uh, Paxton's watching football right now. But to further your point here, Paxton, the writers made that clear from the conception of this movie onward. Like when Doctor Strange 2 was announced, there was general agreement that Wanda was actually going to be the villain of the movie. So here's the thing. Your failure to see her as a villain just means that you can't get past her as a hero. Because you love that character. I wouldn't really say that I love the character as much as I would say that <sighs> in the same sense that we see Thor being reverted into a state that is worse off than where he's come from, yeah. we're seeing the same thing happen with Wanda. We've seen her change and evolve over time since she was first came in, what, Avengers 2? Age of Ultron? Yeah, but I feel like her story has progressed, though, into the Scarlet Witch. Like, she was just Wanda beforehand. Now she's the Scarlet Witch. Which the Scarlet Witch has a, like Paxton said, has a villainous side to her. Very much so. That you can't true. be that powerful when you not have that kind of villainous side. 
I'm just saying. I think your approach there with that particular like movie. Now, like with with Doctor Strange Two was terrible. Now that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree, right? Doctor Strange Two was not very good. Yes. Yeah. All right. The whole I, multiverse of madness idea, but Paxton, speak to that a little bit. Like, I just um, the villain thing. It's a good point to bring up. I mean, I just I feel like all in all, she's a villain because I mean, we literally think about what she in the, at the, in the last episode. What did she go find that made her become the Scarlet Witch, right? the Darkhold, Dark Darkhold, right? And so, I think like what you said, that was the process of. Used to be Wanda, now Scarlet Witch. In my mind, Scarlet Witch is evil. Scarlet Witch is uh, the villain, and so yeah. that's that's just. I mean, that's just how I look at it. I, I agree. And so, I get what you're. Yeah, I mean, I get both sides of it. I do. I'm not trying to be like middle ground here and like ride the fence. Ride the fence. Lukewarm. But yeah, I'm a little lukewarm over here. But Spit no, I mean, I, I I would lean more to the side that she's a villain. And that she's I would a, too. That she's yeah. not a hero, but. I do see what you're saying, but and then I also I really liked your point about like maybe you just can't move on from the Wanda version. Of it. Yeah, and so I mean, I think maybe too. My problem is I do have some knowledge of her history through the comics That's fair. and how yes, she's yes. interacted with the Avengers as Scarlet Witch That's as well. Fair. Now, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll go ahead and admit here that our comic book knowledge is mm-hmm. nowhere near as as good as yours. But let you know, I know you've got problems, and we'll talk about some of those problems with comics in general. But in terms of the storylines, we'll, for our sake, we'll stick to the so cinematic. Is, so universe. is your problem that they've built her up to be a hero, and mm-hmm. now the lesson that they're teaching everyone that watches is like it's okay, like you can do all these horrible acts for your own selfish gain, and then have no moral law to answer to. So you want everyone to dislike Wanda for wanting her kids, but you want to kill Thor for having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just think of that? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was good. No response there, Colin. I had to formulate. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back to that. But like we, like my thing is, we knew it was coming, so I don't necessarily have a problem with it. She was the villain in the movie. She did villainous things, and I think for, with me, with Wanda, the difference between Wanda and Thor is that Thor has come so far with his character and then this is a reversal of something that seems unnatural. With Wanda, while her desires are natural, her desires are not hers to want. Like she yeah. doesn't have kids in this universe, so what she's gonna what is she gonna do? She's gonna go to the multiverse and kill her own self to take her other self's kids. That's fair. No, you you pointed yeah, at me. Nothing. What was I was, that for? I, don't know. I, was <laughs> I was gonna say something. Oh say something. No, just, no. That's gonna make me look like a bad person. No. Well, I'm making myself look like an idiot. No, no, I wasn't gonna make you. No, I wasn't gonna make you. I was gonna say, uh, if we have to edit it out, we. Will. I would do that for Stella. I mean, but you didn't invent. If, yeah, Stella. if you didn't have Stella though, like <laughs> Stella is a figment of your imagination. This is true. This is true. Yeah, I don't know if that reality. argument. Like, I get it. I, I mean, would. I do yeah. the same thing for Emberly, but I don't know if that argument works because they're real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have not created them in our heads. Right. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> here's the thing. I I didn't like the movie, but I do think they deliver on her being a villain. And if you go back to the whole idea of her being a villain of the story, if her path, think about this, and just consider this, if her path, because you're talking about how she, you mentioned in your notes how she did not learn from her mistakes. Exactly. So, but if her path in the MCU was leading her to Doctor Strange 2, where she would portray the villain, because I think we could all agree 100% she was the villain of that movie. There, there's no denying that. She was the villain. They portrayed her that way. 
and they told us they were going to. So if her path was leading her to I this John place, John Krasinski was the. Huh? I think John Krasinski was the <laughs> villain of the movie. Well, that's because he made the dumb comment like uh, Black Bolt could. He should have just been like, "Hey, Wanda, come here. Black Bolt can tell you where your children are." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's so much better. <laughs> it would have been over. Uh, but if her path was leading her to this place, it makes sense as to why she did not learn her lesson until the end of Doctor Strange Two. Which you want to go back to the heroic things. She actually did make a sacrifice at the end of Doctor Strange 2. She killed herself, or so we think. Nah, so she, she's, she's, not, she's not dead. Not dead. But she, she's definitely not dead. I think she actually signed on to play other movies. So she's not dead. But she made a sacrifice at the end of the movie. So in a way, it's her story, not redemption. In a way. Did she did she learn her lesson after she finally got over that hump with Zombie Strange? Rah, rah, rah. Was that redemption? <laughs> that was so oh, corny, Zombie Strange. Very... Golly. Wanda. Wanda, you can do it. Or America, 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 you can do it. <laughs> but like, was that redemption earned? What do you mean by that? So, yes, she sacrificed herself at the end to basically do the right thing. But considering everything that she did up after, to that point, after she murdered, after she murdered people, <laughs> not just fifteen. Look no, at all yeah. the people yeah. that came up with Wong. Yeah, she just slaughtered them yeah, left true. and right. She slaughtered them. <laughs> Okay, that yeah. I mean, was it? Earned I love how I'm people? going back and forth. Like sometimes I'm with Clint, sometimes <laughs> that, I'm with that Colin. works out great. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty well challenging everything he's saying here. But I mean, it's all fair, and I agree with you on a lot of this stuff. And I agree with. I don't know if we'll get into some of the more moral dilemmas that Disney is facing. That really wasn't necessarily for today's episode. I don't think, but you definitely should. We though. might talk about it if we got time. Um, but I do want to make a quick note though, yeah, just on the selfishness aspect of yeah, it that we fun. see in. Uh, WandaVision slash Multiverse of Madness plus Spider-Man's uh, No Way Home. Uh, in Multiverse of Madness, Wanda has the whole thing about trying to kill her variant. That's mm-hmm. not the first time that we've seen that struggle before. In No Way Home, we see Tom Holland's Spider-Man ready to try and impale Norman Osborn for the death of Aunt May. Yes. And right before he does, Tobey Maguire steps in. And without thinking, Tom Holland still tries to shove the glider through to get to Osborn before he realizes what he's about to do thinks better of it, and lets go of his hate. Well, you're saying that they got it right. Yes. yes. With Peter Parker's character. Yes. They made a mistake. They've gotten a lot character. right with Peter Parker. Well, yes. I mean, in Colin's opinion over there, Spider-Man's the only thing holding it together. He is kind of the heart <laughs> of Marvel. Spider-Man's awesome, man. Because <laughs> he actually stands for something, right? That's kind of your basis on that? That, and he's just overall a well-fleshed-out hero, and they do a lot of well-storylines with him that we could get into later. Yeah. So one thing I want to push back on, Colin, and um, uh, not on that. That I agree with you on that. I, I, I'm not. I, I, there's argument to be had as whether her redemption was actually earned or yeah. not. And I agree with you that they they got everything right with Spider Man, and they got everything what they got wrong with Doctor Strange too. The whole storyline of, and we talked about this already a little bit, but the whole storyline of Doctor Strange 2 it was so bad it was awful the movie was terrible I mean and I was I was more hyped up about it probably than I was Spider-Man at least Spider-Man delivered but it's like and I told you I think that Marvel has a really good reputation of over delivering when I'm not expecting it like I mean for example like Hawkeye the series I thought it was really good I thought Loki was really good but then it's like when I'm going into these these certain movies um, lately more so lately Thor Love and Thunder um, I think about um, Doctor Strange too. I'm just very disappointed. Oh myself. yeah, yeah. There's the high expectations. Was awful. And, the writing, and you and you alluded to that. The writing is just yeah. There's high good. expectations and low delivery. Yes, on these yep. movies for sure. Um, 
but Colin, speak. Go ahead and get into that third paragraph on your notes here about the lessons that movies are teaching us. Because I got some pushback I want to throw out there. So go ahead and state your claims there. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the stuff that I have issues with as far as the lessons they're teaching, I I hit on a little bit with WandaVision, is that uh, instead of a lesson in learning how to move on from grief, it becomes a fable on how you can do terrible things for the sake of your own happiness and not have to suffer the consequences. Uh, The two heroes, I would say, because... Again, she seems to not be held by any moral law. Mm-hmm. She seems to be above it. And I think a big part of why MCU is failing in their morality right now is because the two characters that served as their moral compass, Captain America and Iron Man, have both exited MCU as far as we know. Yeah. And you stand there? we're just who are we left to have as a moral compass. Okay. It's certainly not Thor. Peter Parker? <laughs> Peter Parker. I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. But you brought up... I, don't, I do agree with you though, because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my head now. I'm like, okay, like who, who so is sh- our moral compass? So short now? of Captain America, and you mentioned it's Iron not Man She-Hulk is. twerking. I know I made a joke about that, but it's <laughs> oh, not yeah, She-Hulk. Megan the Stallion on. Yeah, Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Stallion. Yep. And then what else do we have? So to be a new person. Here's the thing. All right, you mentioned Captain America and Iron Man. They both left the MCU. So who do we have as a beacon? All right, who's the moral compass now? And I agree with you to some extent, but here, here's the here's the pushback that I have. I fully agree with you that Cap operated with a sense of morality. But I want to ask you a question. How in the heck did Iron Man operate with morality? So Iron Man is one of those cases where we actually get to see that grow. Because whenever we first see him, he's a pretty terrible Eric person. Eric SOB. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> and so as we see him progress through the movies, we see him still maintain his arrogance, but yeah. we see him shift to someone who desires to be a hero and will strive to do the right thing, sometimes maintaining that arrogance in the process. Fair. Okay, but here's the thing. like You mentioned he did great and heroic things. But he was about as immoral as they come from a consistent basis. Like, he really did not change. His character did not change until he settled down, got hitched with Pepper. All right? Right. So I'm not sure how drug addiction, alcoholism, womanizer, you know, sex addict is moral. You must have a really low sense of standard. You have must have low standards for morality, Colin. You have to if you're watching a Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, that's good. Touche. I think he just proved his whole point with your argument. With the whole Iron Man thing, yeah, no, yeah, he no, he he, he proved his whole argument right there by just saying by the U.S. Moral Russian standards. Marvel, yeah, I mean, yeah, Disney, <laughs> that's a Disney Plus issue, and I agree with you that he eventually did get on the right path and he made that sacrifice in Endgame, but it took him until Infinity War to do that. Yeah, like we don't see him actually really become a moral character until the Infinity War. Started. And that's why Infinity War and Endgame were so perfect they because you off. see the culmination of everything all the prior movies have done to that point. Yeah. Like, I don't, but can we, I just don't know. I just don't buy into the fact that Iron Man was a great moral standard. Well, look at, too, look at Civil War. He was not a moral standard in Civil Maybe War. Maybe not moral as far as your personal morality should go, because, uh, yes, he was not a great moral person to follow. But his ideas that he stood for most of the time, while sometimes misaligned, were honorable. Tony Stark's. Yes. I mean, yeah, when you go back to Civil War and you think of the Sokovia Accords, he wanted to sign off on it. Yeah. Right? He agreed that they should have some kind of policing. Some kind of checks and balances which with Which is them. fine, but he took it way too far. Like, And then by the end of it, you talk about Wanda throwing a temper tantrum. So his, whole, so his parents dying at the hands of Bucky 
who was clearly under the influence of uh, whatever you want to call it. He was being manipulated. He was under, not a spell, but he was under, a, you know, he, he was brainwashed, we'll right. say. And not at all his real person that, that killed his parents, which I get you'd be mad. But is there really a difference between Tony Stark going off on a temper tantrum trying to kill Captain America and Bucky as there is with Wanda, although she did make her kids up, so in that sense, there is a difference. But is there really any difference? Because they both went out and had temper tantrums. I would say, just my thoughts from the outside looking in on y'all's conversation. Well, you're in this podcast too there. Well, should I, know, but I, keep, I keep going back and forth. You know? <laughs> you know, one second I'm with Colin, one second I'm with Clint. <laughs> um, it, I would say like just my initial thoughts of it is that I think you're looking at the person because what Iron Man stood for as far was – no, don't don't swear your eyes. What he stood for as a hero? Sex, drugs, alcohol. What he stood for, for as a hero. hero, that's his personal life. What he stood for as a hero, yeah. I would say would be a lot more moral. But I'm asking a genuine question here. That's Steve fair. Rogers uh, is like, you know. He's, he's consistent. Yeah, he's, he right. was the consistent morality. standard. And I will be honest with you, it irritates me to no end. And I'm not, and we talked about <laughs> this in our last episode on Marvel. I'm not upset with a black person taking the lead as Captain America. That doesn't bother me at all. I'm fine with that. What bothers me is that they've disregarded the OG Captain America for progressive agendas. Yeah. That bothers me. Like, I'm so cool with... Of black Captain America always has been in the comic books. Yeah, that's fine. That's why I don't have a problem with it. I have no issue. That's not that's not the point. Like, I'm not trying to make the point of... Uh, it's like, I could care less. People are freaking out that Ariel's... People are freaking out because Ariel is going to be black. It. Huh? You're the one that mentioned no, it. No, I'm saying I don't care. Like, that's not what bothers me. But people are freaking out because these characters are black. Like, I could care less about them being black. That's awesome. There was a black Captain America in the comics. Be my guest. Like, that is great. And I like Sam Wilson. Like, I like his character. Uh, I think they're moving away from his character in the comics a little bit because in the comics he was nothing short of a genius. Um, you know, at least in the cartoon version of the Avengers, they play him up to be like a Tony Stark figure in terms of his IQ. Um, but... They've done away with the old consistent beacon of hope, Captain America, to kind of support their agendas, which is another totally different conversation for the day. Yeah, I didn't think we were getting into that topic. Yet. I mean, we'll probably do it. It's a, we're, we're doing good on time, but but I do think that there's some comparison to be had. Like in Civil War, like Iron Man's <laughs> redemption story did not come until Infinity War, really any Endgame. It's when it capped off, which is, I see your point, they should have ended it there. But he had a temper tantrum, bro, in the Civil War, and he tried to kill his best friend if you look at it though from his viewpoint so from his viewpoint the idea that he believed in was that they should be policed and if you're not going to be have some kind of checks and balances then you should be viewed as an enemy but his viewpoint was then cast out the window when he got mad because bucky had killed his parents and he went off went ballistic he'd always he'd he'd already made a truce with him though at that point who iron man who, Bucky? You know, I mean, Captain America? Yeah, him and Captain had already made They did until that. it got revealed that Bucky killed his parents. Yeah, I get that. But here's the thing. I could say the same thing about Wanda. Like, she had something she stood for, real or not. She okay. had okay, something wait, she wait, stood wait, wait, for. Wait, wait, wait. So you have no problem with the Avengers getting revenge on Thanos, but you, don't, but you do what? have an issue with Iron Man getting revenge on Bucky. 
you mean even like Thanos getting revenge on the Avengers? No, I'm saying the Avengers. You have you you don't have a At problem the with the Avengers huh. having revenge on Thanos. So Thanos, but it's okay. Friends. It's not okay for Iron Man to have revenge. Look, on Bucky. I actually think that Thanos's logic was real. Like I'm like I'm on Team Thanos here. Like Team Thanos. So Clint is, wants half the world to be dead. <laughs> Population <laughs> control. Okay, I will. You've hey, got some to. Some people can have revenge, and some people can't. You've That's got okay, to. Clint, that as long as Clint's above saying? the moral law, we're good. Uh, you've got to admit that Thanos had a compelling argument to be had. Like you actually sort of sympathize. Was, with Iron Man did. <laughs> he killed his mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Thanos <laughs> just wanted to do it because he thought it'd be better. <laughs> well, I mean, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I get that, but I'm t- I'm strictly uh, so comparing Wanda here to Tony Stark. Okay, like he's elevating. A, it's, I have a question he's elevating for you, Wa- You're elevating Tony Stark above Wanda. In reality, they're uh, about the same. I have a question then. So, how did the relationship between Tony Stark and uh, Bucky Barnes end? Um, Bucky and Iron Man. Yeah, I'm um, pretty good. Okay, pretty so solid. by the end of Endgame. Yeah. So how he did was standing. The, I think Bucky was standing in the funeral. <laughs> so so <laughs> how did uh, the relationship with Wanda and literally everybody else end? Uh, not so good. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. That's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> I'm talking about the level of temper tantrum. Whether or not we think that Wanda's Wanda's not justified. I agree with you that it wasn't real. So I understand the mentality there that she's just made this stuff up. But she hurt so badly when Vision died. Yes. And there was a hole in her heart that needed to be filled. So okay. she had the power and the ability to create this fake world. I'm not justifying what she did to the people. Are you sure? Yes, 100%. Like, I don't know. what She has the power to do Why did she not just do it? She has the power to create these people without even holding people hostage. So I do question why she held the whole town hostage. She could have created the kids and... and Moved on with life. <laughs> bad writing. <coughs> that, that's fair too. Uh, it all goes back to bad writing. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, she she thought what she thought, whether right, whether we agree with it, right or wrong or not. I don't agree with it, so that's not the point. But she, in her head, in her heart of hearts, thought what she was doing was okay. She thought it was okay. I would say she didn't think it was okay because throughout Wandavision, you do see her struggle a little bit. Yeah, there's some conviction. Yeah, there. yeah. There's some pull and tug. Um, but she still did what she 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 still she did, did what, she, what wanted. she did, and but so did Tony Stark. Like at the end of the day, I feel like they did virtually the same thing. Like he stood for the whole Sokovia Accords, and that was kind of the basis of his argument. And he wasn't willingly enslaving people, though. Against no, their he didn't will. have the power to do so. He, he didn't have the power. That's like a pair of apples and oranges. He didn't have Isn't that power. That what you're like trying MJ to do right now, then? <laughs> huh? Isn't that what you're trying to do right now, then? No, I'm just thinking. I don't understand how you can elevate Your one above the other. Is that I don't Iron think Man, Iron Man, Iron Man I don't, and Wanda are on the same level of the moral compass. That's what you're saying. I don't think Iron Man is a moral figure to follow. I'm sorry, I just don't. He made in in one movie. He made one sacrifice. Iron Man or Tony Stark. Tony Stark. He's not either one of them. He's not a good moral figure to follow. He had one movie where he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get hit. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna slow down with life, and do all these things." But here's the thing: if you go back to Pepper's argument, he could never give up the suit. So he was always selfish because he had in Infinity War. She brought up the whole "you just can't get over it" kind of deal. You can't move on. So the only reason. So we're saying Iron Man would have always been selfish had. The world still existed. He couldn't and, get over it because he lost the kid. But here's it doesn't matter. Like in the in Endgame, the only reason he became moral was because half the universe got out of existence, so he had nothing to do. <laughs> he had nothing to do with his time. They all stopped. So he had that time to slow down all right, so and, I've got a and have a child. Then. So do you think then that the MCU should have been built around Iron Man as it did? I'm fine with it being built around Iron Man. Well, then, so is but Iron Man supposed to be a moral? No, I don't think he is. I think Captain America is. But it wasn't built around Captain America. 
I mean, technically, he's the first Avenger. But, but it wasn't the, the was, MCU the was not was built, built around him. Iron Man movie. Iron Man has had his fingers in every but single movie. We all movie. love Iron Man. I'm, this is not a matter of who we love as characters or not. No. But this goes back to the whole I don't what I don't need on my heroes. You say that you need your heroes to have moral compasses. Like I don't have my heroes don't have to have. Like I don't care if my heroes have like the excellent moral compass. Like I'm totally okay with Iron Man being a hero figure and him having the issues that he has. When I say moral compass, so a lot of times, yes, are it's they gonna, fake, Paxton? It ain't real. I want my real. I want real people to have moral compasses. It's a movie. Like they are still doing good things, but they have so their own personal issues. Their moral compass comes from their ideologies of what they stand for. Yes. Iron Man does not has not stand, stood for anything that we would deem immoral. Also, can we say that Iron Man did not enslave people because he created weapons that had killed millions of people probably before? Like his weaponry killed a bunch of people. And has he dealt with that? He did, but so, so did Wanda. <laughs> she was, let him go. <laughs> like you're she, dealing with two. Was she grieved though? By letting by when she, what do you mean? Was she grieved in her sacrifice uh while dealing with the repercussions of what she had done with her actions? Oh no. No. Was Iron Man? Yes. There's your difference. Oh gosh. We're dealing with small nitpicky differences here, folks. You nitpicky this one differences. Up. <laughs> Clint oh, says, yeah. my heroes don't need a moral compass. You know what I mean. Like uh, Their personal issue, okay, it's like Donald my Trump. My hero is the look, moral compass. Look, it's like Donald Trump. I should probably be very careful. You should, we might edit here. this one out. <laughs> no, no. It's like, okay, any good, pro- we'll just say any wow. president. Just think wow. about this, any president. Wow. All right, just listen, listen, any president. I'm going to ask y'all a question. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask y'all a question. Not even a like. I don't. He's going to make a statement at us. I don't. Look, (laughs) I want people to. I obviously, as a believer in Christ, want people to have biblical values and biblical morals, okay? But. Except your heroes. (laughs) (laughs) Except my Marvel heroes. But here's the thing about it I don't think that. I want them to be. Like, when I think of a president, I can pray for their character. I can't hardly pray as much for their leadership qualities. Like, I can pray for their character. I can pray for their hearts to change. But when you look at them being good leaders, they all have their personal issues. Take a guy like Donald Trump. I'm not saying that he was – I can't stand the man. Like, he, he, was a, he was an arrogant person, and his character flaws were – you can go down the list of all the things wrong with him in terms of character. But at the end of the day, our country was in pretty good shape when he was in office. I, I'll say it. Like, it's hard to dispute that. Economy was in a good place. Yeah, Countries I mean, did not come at us. Mm-hmm. So I, when it comes to things like that, there's a sense of detachment that I have. I'm going to pray for their morals separately, and I'm going to hope that they act in a leader, good leadership way, or you apply this to heroics. You know, Iron Man, I'm a, his separate personal issues are one thing, but he managed to get them under control when he was trying to save people. And he was a good hero for it. So are you not then agreeing with what I've been saying this whole time? Because you've been separating probably. Tony Stark yeah, from Iron probably. Man. I'm and just trying to have a fun just... debate with you. So all in all, probably do agree So my you. hero, Captain America. He was Colin's consistent. hero, Tony Stark, or somebody. Yeah, don't Peter say Parker. it. Clint's Peter hero, Parker. Donald Trump. No, not, no, not Slash at all. Thanos. Yeah, yeah Thanos. Thanos. Team Thanos. Thanos was right. Yeah, yeah. We, Chip, Chip made us t-shirts that said Thanos 2020 back in the election. And it said inevitable in the back. <laughs> I am Team Thanos. I think Thanos' argument for wiping out half the universe was compelling. There, I said it. I don't care. It was compelling. He made a good point. Made a good claim. <laughs> uh, 
I got. I want to make a statement wrong. then. Go so for it. We're talking about sacrifice. I don't want all the universe to. That's not. Again, this is fake. <laughs> this is talking about Maybe a movie. Maybe Thanos just brought it forth the rapture. Maybe that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos Go was ahead, a dispensationalist. Colin. Go ahead, Colin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about sacrifices and everything and like what we want our heroes to stand for. So, like, one thing, like, are their willingness to sacrifice, if, do they have that willingness? to actually sacrifice. I think that would be one mark of a true hero. And so, like, we see... Uh, uh, we see in Endgame, Black Widow sacrificed herself to save Hawkeye, uh, not just because he was her friend, but because he had she uh, he had greater things to live for, namely his family. And because of that, we mourned her death, and we are inspired to live for things greater than ourselves, and things... Yeah. 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 But the other, okay, so yeah, you left out, by the way, in your notes, you talk about Iron Man a lot, but you left out the greatest sacrifice of all time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that is the sacrifice of Iron Man. Yeah. You let that out, just so you know. It's given. Yeah, so, but it's not just them that make sacrifices. Like, you could argue, okay, so I didn't like the movie at all, but Wanda did sacrifice her life, not really, but she sacrificed what we think to be her life at the end of Doctor Strange 2 because of what she did wrong. She had to destroy, she had to fix the mistakes that she made. And although we know she's not dead, she was willing to kill herself. Okay, and I said in that moment, she was heroic. She was. Okay. Thor made sacrifices. Even though that movie was terrible, Thor made sacrifices. He was willing to sacrifice himself for Gore, to, I mean, to, to defeat Gore. He was also willing to sacrifice, this might sound stupid to y'all, but he was willing to sacrifice Jane Foster. He was also willing to sacrifice 30 kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. So, hey, he was willing to as sacrifice. As long as he could love his hammer. What did yeah. they say in the movie, though? One of the funny parts of the movie was, no, we don't eat children anymore. We've, we've gone past those dark days. That was actually kind of funny. Uh, but he was willing to sacrifice Jane because, you know, he because she died of cancer. Now, granted, there's... Again, poor writing and poor planning. Nobody could relate to Jane Foster because she hadn't been on camera since Thor 2, so nobody and cared again, about her again, <laughs> I don't think that her life is something that he has to sacrifice for. Like he has it's to sacrifice, not, but he so. had to sacrifice like his selfishness for her. Like it would be, he had to he had to willingly let go and say, "All right, she's not going to make it, and I have to be okay with that." There is some sacrifice there. He's not sacrificing her; he's sacrificing her within himself, essentially. So there is some sacrifice there. Because he tried to fight her and tell her to stay in the bed, and she would have died anyway. Like It wasn't going to be good for her regardless. Her character was dead. Touchdown. Is that Green Bay? Did he drop it? Did he drop it? <laughs> that was no, such a good throw. I think he caught it. <clears throat> so anyway. Like you, you, oh, that, they're, they're calling incomplete. Oh. That goes back to like the Des Bryant. That's still a I catch, think he by the way, I back think in he the day. It. I think he bobbled it. Oh, did he? Yeah. So anyway. like That was such a good throw. There were other sacrifices. Hawkeye is going to make a sacrifice, I feel like, at some point. Ant-Man is going to make a sacrifice at some point. Fault the comics, they'll both die. Huh? So if they fault the comics, they'll both die. I, they are going to die. Like, Pax and I already have it pegged out. Ant-Man is going to die in probably Quantum Mania, if I had to guess, um, at the hands of Kang the Conqueror. Kang is about to kill him <clears> so He's fast. about to kill Ant-Man. Really? So it's not just, like, like, there's sacrifices all throughout the movies. Yeah. So... Like you can't narrow it down to just one thing. There's sacrifices all throughout, man. Granted, there are bigger ones. Like Black Widow's sacrifice was certainly more heavy hitting. Iron Man's sacrifice was heavy hitting. But I think there are other sacrifices. Those sacrifices, though, we are supposed to gain something as viewers from that sacrifice. So, like, whenever we see those sacrifices, are they for a purpose greater than themselves? Yeah. 
Like, absolutely. I think so. Uh, so what was Wanda's sacrifice at the end of Multiverse? How is that she greater screwed, than herself? She screwed up majorly. Oh, so, but that's still self-centric almost. Well, no, but you think about it. She still sacrificed the reality that she created in her own head. Which, granted, I know there's some issues with justifying that because it was fake. But she did, in a sense, sacrifice, willingly say, you know what, I've done wrong. I've got to let go of this fake reality that I've created. I've got to let go of this idol and move on. Uh, yeah, so there's that sense as far as idolatry goes, and we're called to sacrifice our idols. Now we're going back to biblical here. <laughs> Can we really separate the two? Not if you're, not us. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're called to separate, like sacrifice uh, our idols to serve God. So like we have that sense. But so like with Wanda though, the things that she sacrifices were never hers to give up to begin with because they're never hers to take. That's, yeah, that's true. I don't, he's over there watching football right now. <laughs> Paxton, wrap it back in here, bud. Wrap it back in here. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. Like so, it wasn't hers to take. Right. But we're not What like, sacrifices again, though Okay. Post, I, what sacrifices though post endgame have we seen that have actually been for a cause higher than oneself? Say that again. I'm looking at my notes here. What sacrifices here, have we seen post endgame and I'm throwing No Way Home too that have actually been for a cause higher than oneself? Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say No Way Home's the only one. That's, I mean, that I can think of. I'm no, to think. I'm no, to think. I disagree with that. I'm trying to Thor think. Thor is a sacrifice. Let me think. <laughs> Thor is a sacrifice. Uh, he was th- willing to die. He did not die, but it's he's he was willing to go. Ki- he was willing to die at the hands of Gore. And if it wouldn't have been for Jane Foster coming in and saving the day, that's a little Mary bit of Sue a sacrifice. Character. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I mean, but at the same time, there's, the same so there's time, a dual problem. Any, there. any a pro- fight, any fight. Is you're you're willing to sacrifice? Absolutely. Yeah. So there is still a willingness to sacrifice for something bigger than themselves. Like you can't Man, argue that. All I can think about is him giving the power to those kids. That takes know, me that off pretty so funny. bad. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was so corny. Just do that in game. Just be like, yeah, yeah, everybody here, every, so much. every single person on the good side of the end game. Again, bad writing. Oh it my was. Gosh, they caught. Oh man, they said it incomplete. Oh my gosh. So anyway, that blew my mind. I'm sorry. The no, I. but that is a sacrifice. He was willing to do it. Did he sacrifice himself? No, because he didn't die, and Colin wishes he had have died. <laughs> to was... spare him from future embarrassment <laughs> and ruining of his character. But I like the boom, boom, rah, rah. Because you were a child. <laughs> I like the bang, These movies bang. Are, writ- are written for people like you. Yeah, I know. We have, we're going to talk about that, too. Um, so, well, and I think that's actually what you say next. Clint right? also really likes the agenda they're pushing, too. So I mean, No, I do better. not like the agenda they're pushing. But don't you say that, like, well, no, you, you already brought that up. The purpose of the movies anymore. Infinity War and Endgame felt like a finale. Yeah, because they had clear goals. They did, and I think we're going to end up being back on that path here shortly. Whoa, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because when yeah. Iron Man and Captain America came out, we didn't ha- we didn't know what was. He can't get past the repetitiveness of it, though, because all yeah. they're doing is repeating the same storyline. Well, I, mean, I mean, I mean, comics are very repetitive. That's true, they and are. that is a detriment to them as well. Yeah. And that's one thing that I have fear over with MCU is so... Everything that happened with Endgame and Infinity War, all that stuff, like everything leading up to that, all the sacrifices that were made, all the battles that were fought, uh, it's going to lose its meaning the further we go into this. That's why Infinity War was so good, though, because finally yeah. someone else won. After 10 years, yeah. you have the culmination of everything that's been going yes. toward. Yeah, and they didn't win. Yeah, exactly. And the, and so I it and then there's an emotional tie there, and then it goes up to, all right, how are they going to do this? And then you have the middle ground movies. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. 
But I, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. I don't know, though. See, knowing now, though. I don't know that it'll be the same, but, I mean, it's going to be something. The storyline's going to be King is going to wreak havoc. I yes. mean, that's – and I think we we discussed it, you know, like the Thunderbolts are going to come in. He, they're going to absolutely <laughs> fail on, yeah. on King, and then but, he's just going to absolutely – See, the thing just, with me, though, is that knowing now that, like, the Celestials are coming and uh, Thanos' snap just merely postponed an even bigger cataclysmic event – uh, somehow makes his story just insignificant. Like, oh yeah, Thanos that's is this comics. huge threat. But then, oh wait, no, not really. It's actually the Celestials are coming, and that's supposed to be even bigger. Yeah. And how far are we going to go into this before we... Me and my brother were talking about this. He's not a huge Marvel fan. Uh, me and him both, like, collected comic books when we were younger. <clears throat> we didn't, like, read them that much, but we, like, collected them. Yeah. Our, you know, our, like, you know, action figures and stuff. But we were talking about it, and he, he was saying with the multiverse and the multiverse is so cool the way they've tied everything in <laughs> yes. with all the past production yeah. so yeah, that's that's amazing but at some point you have to get a rein on that because even like just using simple logic right okay was it just that universe that thanos like snapped away or was it every like all existence that's true because because what i'm saying is like okay so just because the illuminati and their strange defeated thanos did our Thanos not destroy half of their universe as well? Obviously, so based off of Doctor Strange 2, no. And so I guess that's, that's what I'm getting also at. also post-re-blip or whatever. Right, because there's say. a... No, there's they a, went back to the battle on Titan in Doctor yeah. Strange 2, and he did not have the Infinity Stone. So in their universe, the, he did not ever but get... But there's the another... I mean, there's, but that's my thing. It's like, okay, Kang is the next big thing, but... Okay, He's so you've opened up you've opened up a million, 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 million mm-hmm. more Thanoses, and so it's like at some point you have to get a tight rein on the the multiverse. He's out... Kang is outside of reality, though. Yes, yes. But that's Although what I'm he has like, variants, which doesn't make sense. Like, he's outside of time. He's outside of reality. But he also has variants. So with this though too, so like, what are we that supposed to be learning from? We're we supposed to be learning from Kang's big threat because, like, with Thanos. All so I know is I'm looking forward to it. Too. <laughs> see, with Thanos, we learned that uh, we learned something about treasuring those that we love because we never know when they so might be Colin's taken from changing us. Changing tone here and supporting Thanos. No, so I'm Colin not. Is no, team Thanos. That is not. I'm saying Thanos's threat had meaning behind it. There was a real purpose there for that threat. That's there was what I've been be saying gained. the whole no, day. No, you were saying Thanos was right. I didn't say he was right. I said I can sympathize with the guy. I will say he he is he is a noble fighter. There is nobility he for is. that as a fighter. He is. Look, Even he if he fun- he's misaligned, but he is a noble fighter. Uh, He's, Especially in the comics. So everybody's proving my point that I was right the whole day? Okay, no, thank you. No. I still strongly disagree. <laughs> Go ahead, Kong. I'm just saying, though, like, so we actually learned something and re- had something to reflect on with Thanos. The, the threat was real. And so, like, with the blip and everything, like, we learned something about sacrifice. We learned something about people uh, that we care about being gone because what happens after the blip, the world sucked. Yeah. But I don't have I don't I don't fear the whole thing that, you know, it's gonna lose its meaning further into the story. You don't think so? I just don't fear it. Hey, but look at what happened. With, like, so same but, thing has happened with The Walking Dead. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so Walking Dead first two seasons were fantastic. It's all about survival, and then they began to dabble with the question of what makes a monster. No, no I disagree oh, with ho- you. Go hold ahead, on. Go Let ahead, me go finish. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, let him finish. <laughs> so. Season three, they started out really strongly with this question of what makes a monster, yep. and it was it proved thought provoking and it was very entertaining still, and fans loved it. Well, season three, the governor. Yes, 
but then after the governor happened, uh, they repeated it again, just trying to get with somebody bigger and badder over and over. You had Negan, and then you had Alpha. Yeah. And by season six, viewership dropped super low. I stopped watching. And, yeah, everybody did. And the reason why, I can't help but wonder, is if it was because they kept doing the same cycle over and over again, it became formulaic, which is not always a bad thing, but with the franchise of Marvel, there's no end in sight. So this formula is detrimental. But here's the thing. Here's the pushback I have. We'll start with The Walking Dead. All right. right. So The Walking Dead thing. I totally (laughs) agree with you. The Walking Dead is not good anymore. Uh, But I think their problem was actually opposite of what Marvel's problem could potentially be. So I think we're dealing with two separate issues here. Marvel is sticking with the formula, which I agree with you could potentially be a problem because it can turn repetitive. Walking Dead never did. What started out with The Walking Dead, like the first season of Walking Dead, you had a few moral issues with the human characters and things like that. But the idea of the show was pretty much just we're going to kill zombies and try to navigate this post-apocalyptic zombie world. That was the form. That was the original. That was the original show. Now I'm not talking about the comics. The show itself. No. The theme has always been man versus monster, and then season three has, just changed they, the definition of monster. But, to- yeah, but they again they have they're not changing the definition of monster in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They just did that with Wanda. Huh. I'm talking about, we're, but all roads are still leading to Kang, and that's what we're talking about right now. Right. Like, they haven't changed the formula. They haven't changed anything. It's it's moving on to a different, bigger and badder villain. Yes, it is. That is b- greater than Thanos. And how far are we going to go into this? Are we just going to keep going but, for the next biggest and baddest thing? Yes, and but the thing is, I'm okay with that. You're, I don't, like, I don't, that's where you say I'm a child, because I'm okay with the movies being what they are. Like, I'm not, in, I don't have any issue with the whole repetitive theme going on there. I, I would love for them to explore it as deep as they want to go and just continue to bring in villains and new Avengers and new Avengers minus the whole agenda stuff but that's another issue from my viewpoint and maybe this is just my background as an English major coming to play a lot but the story becomes stale you work at a bank I work at a bank yeah but the story becomes stale like it repeats over and over and so how long are we going to have the story told to us before we know oh well this is going to happen and this I don't is going to happen what do you think you okay happen. with it going on as long as you want like are you fine with it as long as it kind of if the writing gets better well the writing now that's a that's a that's a different I issue will, but a I would go all day repetitive whatever <clears throat> you know maybe a few hiccups they don't win everything but if their writing gets it stays the same then, then I'm out yeah. because it's not been great it's been pretty bad. The writing, if it stays on the track it is now, then we've got problems. See, that stupid, that stupid end scene between America Chavez and Scarlett Witch. <laughs> I, so it dumb. still takes me. I don't really like America Chavez's character, they were like, though. Uh-huh. That's very I silly. thought the acting was The acting subpar. in that movie was terrible. They were like, Minus maybe Wong and Benedict put, Cumberbatch. All of a sudden she realized because uh, Dr. James was like, we need you, America. And then she was like, and she was like, she goes and punches one, and she's like, uh huh. And then, and then uh, Scarlett was just like, uh huh. And then they just like hit each other again. I'm like, this is the worst scene I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so we've come to somewhat of an agreement. Still, I just don't care about the track it's on. It's, I, I'm with Paxson. As long as the writing's okay, I'm okay with the fight scenes and the cool things. And, and if the, next the big writing bad gets better, the formula is not Stick going to, to be it. as bad. That's a good point. So we can agree and disagree on some minor issues here. But I do want to skip down because we're probably needing to wrap this up, headed over a little bit of an hour now. Um, Mary Sue's. So <laughs> I like this idea of a Mary Sue, which actually I'm going to probably agree with you a lot on the Mary Sue thing. So go for it, Colin. I wouldn't read your whole thing there, no, but talk about just, a Mary Sue let character. Let me just define what a Mary Sue is real quick. So a Mary Sue is a character that we are told is the most interesting, most powerful, 
etc. without any discernment on our part. It's only true because we are told that it's true. Uh, there's a YouTube channel that I watch. It's called Trope Talk, which talks about all kinds of different tropes in literature. And uh, they define it as the only story ex- the, the, uh, the story only exists to serve the image of the character. A story with a Sioux at its core is written as though the Sioux is the center of the universe. We're supposed to accept at face value that they're the most interesting, most important character in the story because that's the starting point of their character. Not their backstory, not their motivations, just how invested we're supposed to be. Yeah. So who are some examples of some Mary Sues uh, so modernly? Probably, so probably the most popular example of a Mary Sue currently would be Rey yeah. from the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, like She is overpowered. Everything she does is yeah. perfect. And her background story isn't even what makes her interesting because we don't even learn what her background is until halfway through the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I will, I will totally agree with you on all of this. I don't like the Mary Sue character ideas and Rey is a great example. Paxton's about to come out of his chair over here. The game's over. They're overtime. Overtime. They were, um, they were doing the, uh, you know, like the little laterals over and over yeah. again. It's been pretty funny. But I don't like the idea of Mary Sue characters, and I think Ray is a great example of it, like you do. Uh, the thing is, like, when you look at Ray, it's like, who is this chick? And then we're supposed to buy into the, her being the strongest Jedi in the galaxy. Exactly. Like, zero, no. I'm just not doing that. Like, in my opinion, I think that um, Kylo Ren was <laughs> still more powerful than Ray to some degree. Um and looking back, here's the thing. They never really had her meet any adversity either. No. Like, she never met any adversity whatsoever. They wanted to overpower her character so much that they didn't give her many problems to overcome short short of convincing Luke to get his acting gear. Uh, so, in my opinion, it's far better to have a powerful character lose, in my opinion, because the redemption makes them more powerful. Exactly. Like Rocky. Like Rocky Balboa. He lost so many boxing matches, but yet every time he won, it was just that much more fulfilling, right? And that goes back to Paxton's point. It's like you want the teams to lose. Like you want – like I want – I hate to say this. I want Kang to come in and, and just rough the Avengers up probably early on. Uh, that was what was fulfilling about the Infinity Saga. Thanos did win. They got their revenge, and it was sweet for all of us, but Thanos still, you know, Thanos did win, and I think that was the issue with Ray. Ray never had any problems. She never had any issues, but yet they overpowered her character to be the strongest person in the Jedi, the strongest right. the strongest Jedi ever. And to draw this back into Marvel, too, they're doing the same thing with She-Hulk. Oh, 100%, yeah. I do have an issue with that. Like, I don't, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't been as impressed with She-Hulk. I've watched it, and I just haven't been as impressed with it. I think it's not as actually, like, Colin calls me a child for this, but I enjoy the action things. And I just haven't seen the action in She-Hulk yet. Most action we got from She-Hulk is her twerking. <laughs> Probably does take a lot of physical exertion. Some CGI Hulk character yeah, twerking. It was, yeah, it was weird. It was like that. Wasn't that the end scene? Yeah, it was like that a was credit weird. scene. That was weird. No, so yeah, they are doing it with She-Hulk, right? So. They're out to make her be the strongest Avenger. I mean, look at the way that they portrayed her training with Hulk. Yes. I mean, everything that Hulk was trying to get her to do, she automatically was a thousand times better than he was. And then she even makes the comment that she is yep. better than he is at yep. even controlling anger. And that's the Disney agenda. That's the Disney I did agenda. Like, I did like um, him like humbling her at that one point, though, when he like chucked Ish. that rock. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I was like... 
humbling her. I just yes. hate it because you, you know I've talked about this. They made Hulk such a weenie now. I they, they have, it makes me so. But mad. they've done that to lead to She Hulk. Yes, yes I, know they, I know that. I know they have. To get to She Hulk, so upsetting because like what does what role does he have? He now? has no role. No, no he because Thor role. has far more of a role. At least Thor's still strong. But like but Thor's still strong. I am. I am excited. I hope he's going to Sakaar to just kind of that. Like, I am. That's a cool storyline, and I hope they bring him back in terms of the old Hulk. But they've still. What are they going to do though? Every time they make him powerful, they're going to just make her even more powerful. Exactly, yeah. and that's an issue. Like, why is it that she gets to come in and just have all knowledge as a Hulk, has the smart Hulk balance of human and Hulk? Like, why is that fair? Like, I just don't. I, I think it's an, that is an agenda push. Like, that is straight up a a you know womanizing. Um, Agenda. I wouldn't say no, womanizing. Not, sorry. Feminist. What's the word? Feminist. Thank you. A feminist <laughs> That's push. Very opposite. From That's a feminist womanizing. push. That's all that that is. It is a feminist push. We're gonna come in and we're going to totally say that you know we're doing away with the male Hulk. Like forget him. He's weak. And we're gonna like at least make them equal. Like I'm okay with that. Like making them equal is fine. Well, but why push would, them to? What they should have done with this is have her struggle. At first, yes. have Hulk be the one to guide her, and then if she surpasses Hulk, that's fine. Right. yeah, that's but fine. he has no role whatsoever. He has no wisdom to impart to her anymore. Right. All of his things that he has struggled with that has defined his character yep. for years is just thrown out the Same window because it, has, it matters nothing. Same with Rey. If they wanted to make her the strongest Jedi in the galaxy, they could have done that in a lot different and way. And that is why they ruined Luke Skywalker in that, because <clears> they had to point forward to Rey being yep. the best one. And he had nothing to give her. Like, he had no part to play in that process. Exactly. Other than coming and facing. She's the one that redeemed him, almost. Yes, she is the one that redeemed him. So, I totally, there's no disagreements I have with you through this Mary Sue section. Like, the Ray was a perfect example. Who's Mary Sue? Huh? Who's Mary Sue? Shut up, Paxton. (laughs) I thought it was Mary Jane. (laughs) (laughs) Mary Jane. But, no, I do think that. I think that's a problem. Yeah. And some people, Colin, you make the argument that some people would view Superman as a Mary Sue type character. Explain that a little bit. Uh, and so why he's yes, not. I could, yeah, I could see that. So he is not a Mary Sue because uh, his motivation is what makes him interesting. So is he overpowered? Absolutely. Yeah. Is he uh, lacking several character flaws? Check. Absolutely. But when you peel back why he's overpowered and all that, you see what he really is, and he is created as justice personified. Yes. And yeah. so like his values aren't intrinsically gifted to him at birth. His backstory being raised by conservative farmers <laughs> gives yes. him his moral yes. compass. Uh, so Smallville, yeah. Smallville, man. Did y'all watch Every Smallville? Every Lane. Yeah, I did. With I Tom um, yeah. Welling. Yeah, Smallville's good. Yeah. Any everything about him, his character, nothing about his nothing about his moral side was learned from Krypton. Right. He only got his powers from Krypton. How to use those powers came as a result of his conservative small town raisings you know correct so that would he is overpowered so in that sense he is a Mary Sue but no because the story is not focused on how great he is that's true and there's no like when there's no uh, competition for him he was he when he was created he was the standalone figure they he was not created in in he was created from a standpoint of actually a political like Let's try to help the country stay hopeful in a time of great despair and war. He didn't have any competition, whereas she, they all have others. Like, She-Hulk has the Hulk, so she's better than the Hulk. He wasn't created to be better than anybody. He was just created as Which a beacon I would of say hope. Lex Luthor now is a villain that the way that they've handled his character is he is worthy villain for Superman because 
what Luther desires for is to basically make humanity be on equal ground yeah. as those who are superpowered. Well, do you have anything else to add, Colin? I don't know if we're going to get into DC today because uh, basically the same problems yeah. with Marvel or the same problems with DC. So do you have anything else to add to that, Paxton? I have some key notes I wrote down throughout the podcast. Uh, that you didn't bring up? Yeah, I just I thought I would, they'd be pointing out like to recap at the end. Okay. Okay, okay. all right. Clint doesn't want his heroes to be moral. <laughs> okay. Clint loves There's Trump. Context. Just, Clint no. hates Sam Wilson as captain. No. Clint likes Thanos and thinks he was right. There's no. Clint thinks Tony Stark <laughs> is just as evil as the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Clint thinks that they're womanizing She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> that was poor wording. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> the other ones deserve some context. Me and, Colin, me and Colin made some really funny eye contact <laughs> when you said womanizing. Let me say this. I am not a Trump fan. Okay, I'm just saying that it's hard to argue that the country was not in good shape when he was president. It's hard sure. to argue that you're not making a case for Trump. Yeah, he has a picture of me. I'm pretty sure you have a MAGA hat. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a lie. That is false information. And Colin does actually have a picture of me that he created. I think it was you. Photoshop is fantastic. Yeah, yes, on a is. tractor. Oh, that's good. With the MAGA, with the MAGA hat. hat. That's hilarious. That's I really do not good. own a MAGA hat. Never will own a MAGA we need, hat. We need uh, to post that on our uh, Facebook page. And no, <laughs> yes, do not. No, yes. do not. Do not post that. That should be your little teaser. Like, here's what you can look up for next episode. No, 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 no. And no, I don't think Thanos was necessarily right. I'm just saying that I can somewhat understand him, which Colin said that too. I just took notes. You you failed to take the note when he came in towards the end. All I said said was he was a noble fighter. I didn't say he was right. (laughs) And he had a cause. He had a reason. Yeah, but he, and he fought nobody. And I you didn't say said his it, cause you said was, it was correct. Com- you said it was commendable. I mean, yeah, you said Thanos was right. <laughs> okay, those were your exact words. About, his okay, cause guys, was pretty commendable. Think about like this: if we look at how bad the world is, I mean, can we not say that his his no. cause was commendable? No. <laughs> and they didn't die. They got brought back. It ain't like they were gone forever. They were dead in the process. No, they weren't really dead. Well, where they were, were they then, Clint? We don't know. That was the thing. We never got. That's another issue I have with the whole Marvel thing. Why did they not take Maybe us they were into in the snap realm? Like, why did they not take us into the dust <laughs> realm? Thanos is a Catholic now. Yeah. He's a dispensational <laughs> Catholic. Why did they not take us into Thanos purgatory? <laughs> no, why did they not take us into purgatory, the holding place, <laughs> where Thanos snapped these people out? But seriously, why did they not show us this? Like, why did they not show us this soul realm? Because that's where they were in. They were in the soul realm. They weren't dead. I didn't mean to put that in my notes that Thanos was a dispensationalist. <laughs> <laughs> Ushered in the the rapture. Yeah. I mean, that's a basically what Left Behind People teach is that we're all going to get snapped into dust. Tim LaHaye is a big fan of Thanos. So Thanos, Thanos is Jesus? No, Tim LaHaye is a big fan of Thanos. If Jesus snaps into the rapture, no, 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 then no, no, Thanos... No, no, no. I'm yeah. saying Tim LaHaye is a big fan of Thanos yeah, because it, he must have read the com- the Infinity Comics and <laughs> wrote the Left Behind series <laughs> based off of the Infinity Gauntlet series. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody snaps their clothes off and they just turn into dust. That's not how I remember the Left Behind in the, in the Left Behind movie, don't they like, isn't it like, like literally their clothes are like Yes, they fly from the, they fall but from the sky. But but they're, oh, their clothes do? I thought their clothes just like, like pop off. I thought, off. I thought they were like folded yeah. in like a, like, oh, yeah, that's like, right. like, like neat and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, like, because like, when Jesus go, left the tomb, his clothes were folded. Oh my gosh, yeah, I doubt it. How they doubt that. And wasn't there like a, in the movies, weren't there, wasn't there like a, like a gold chain or something. I've, it's been forever since I watched that. Gold, gold chain. chain. I don't. I don't <laughs> All right, guys. I don't, I don't watch can't these remember. movies. Right, let me see. I don't watch these movies on a regular basis, Pax. I do remember like airplanes falling out of the sky. 
Because <laughs> if the pilot was a believer, they got right. raptured, and then the plane would just fall. So that really stunk. It, you know, that really stunk for the second chance for them. Like they didn't get no second chance. How do you explain that one? They had a second chance before they crashed. Well, but apparently everybody in that show gets a second chance. So minus the people that flew from the airplanes. This is very off topic. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim LaHaye is a Thanos fan. So you and Tim LaHaye are on the same page? No, 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 no. I don't like Tim LaHaye at all. I think he's... Not. Sorry, I don't like Tim LaHaye or Jerry <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> Terrible. I don't think Tim LaHaye or Jerry Jenkins are, are great, all right, which we should do a Chosen episode, talk about the flaws of the Chosen. Not the actual show, but the issues of the people behind it. But anyway... If you don't have, we're going to move on. We'll have this conversation outside of the recording. Uh, if nobody has anything else to add, Colin, go for it today. As always, we close out with a Bible verse. And since you're our special guest, we'd like for you to read your favorite, one of your favorite verses for the day. All right. So the Bible verse today is from Psalm 73, verses 25 and 26. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's Psalm 73, 25, and 26, ESV. That's awesome. That's a good verse. I think the part that sticks out to me is everything about me. That's not what it says word for word, but everything about me may fail, but he's still there, and he's still in control. Paxton, you got anything to add there? Amen. <laughs> Paxton wasn't really listening. Actually, he's over there watching YouTube. Uh, I'm watching <laughs> left behind. He's so, trying to find that gold chain. So I do want to clarify before we close. I don't think Thanos was necessarily right and moral in his actions. Uh, I am not a Trump supporter. Um, I want to clarify these things uh, just to be clear. I do not own a MAGA hat. <laughs> and I, I think all in all, Colin had some good arguments today. Uh, oh, it was a watch. That's a why watch. I thought that. That's I, I think that. Colin, had a, <laughs> Colin had some great arguments. I don't think there was – we really weren't debating. It was more just an open conversation. I think we all said some things that probably were kind of – off and silly, but we all had some good maybe points to go with it. So, you know, huh? I'm sure. <laughs> what is that? Maybe a little heretical. Who knows? Maybe a little heretical, but <laughs> especially yeah. the pastor. Um, y'all stop it. But that concludes episode number seven of the Faith the Facts podcast. We love you all. We're grateful to have Colin on as our first special guest. Yes, thank you, Colin. Yes, and we hope you all have a blessed and wonderful day. Love you guys.